Hello, and welcome back to What Is Life Dude, the podcast. My name is Eric. I'm Sarah. Um, if you are joining us from last week's episode, we completed the first half of the New York Times uh, 36 Questions to Make You Fall in Love. And um, pretty soon into it, we realized that it was going to take a long time. So we split it up into two episodes, and here we are back for part two. Right. So check out that one first. We give a little bit more context. And I think what we've determined is that the questions are getting more and more intense as they continue. They're broken into three sets. Definitely. And uh, we're in the middle of set two now. So we're about, yeah, so we are about to start with question 19. Usually we do, uh, if you're a consistent listener, you know, we usually do like a little... Life update. Hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, But we did that last week because uh, we're still sitting in the same spot. (laughs) Yes, we're recording this in the same session. Right. We've got that momentum. Yep. We've got that boom, boom, boom. We got that boom, boom, pow. That chicken is jacking my style. What? Those are not the words. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's that chick be jacking my style. I'm like, you know better than I. No, I think that's another misheard lyric by my stepmom, Claudia. Uh, (laughs) Another famous one in our house is she thought it was... I now let me just say I don't understand why she would think this because Gwen Stefani is a white woman, but she thought it was I ain't no Harlem black girl. I ain't no Harlem black girl. But it's Harlem back. Right. Yeah. Well, she's not a Harlem black girl. She's not. She's white and probably from Michigan or something. I think she's from OC. Gwen Stefani. I believe. She's from Fullerton, California. Is that oh. Orange County? I'm not sure. Orange County. Is that what I sounded like? A-O-A-O. A-O-A. I'm from Orange County. I write up Italian. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Jumping back in. Question number 19. You got the odds. I got the evens, right? Right, right, okay. right. Okay. If you knew that in one year oh, you'd God. die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're now living and why? Yes. <laughs> I absolutely would. Um, oof, what would I do though? I would just, I would run away with you. I would just <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I meant? I would just, I would go travel for a long, I would travel for like maybe three or four months and see like everything and just spend all the money I have saved up and not worry about anything else, but leave myself enough time to come back and like do the things I want to do here. You know, like what? I don't know, but like wrap, wrap wrap things up. I don't know. I'd love to travel, but I'd also love to like spend the the end of my days kind of just like hanging with you, watching Good Mythical Morning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, am I getting a Make a Wish in this scenario? What's that? Make a Wish. What does that mean? You don't know what Make a Wish is the, fan, the the organization. I don't know what they do. Oh, they they set up like um. Oh, they they celebrities. Some usually, yeah. Sure. Yeah, my make a wish was they gave me a check to put towards my tuition for college. Okay, that's what my make a wish ended up being. Yeah, I don't think that's a stipulation here, but <laughs> fuck. Uh, um, well, what if you? What if you? What if it were? What would I do for my make a wish? Sure. Ooh, I don't know. I don't. I. <laughs> I wouldn't want it to be like. I wouldn't want to do like a meet and greet with somebody like exceptionally famous. I would want to do something more fun with someone less famous you know like i'd love to like 
be on an episode of like not another D&D podcast and just like play D&D with people I find funny or something or like be on an episode of Good Mythical Morning. They've done that before, you know, Okay. and do some like stupid activity or game with Rhett and Link. That's better than like my original make a wish when I was sick was I was going to go see Blink in Connecticut and then do like a meet and greet with them, which is cool, but it's just like a five minute thing. You know, I'd rather do something a little more personal with someone that is less famous. All right. You know, what about you? I don't, I'd sell everything I own that I don't need. Yeah. I'd find a way to stop making Sarah's Vegan Kitchen videos for a living. Yeah, I guess I just have to coast on savings for as long as possible. I would pour every ounce of my soul and time and energy into writing my book, my poetry book. A legacy. Writing my music, getting an album out, uh, and touring for it. That's what I would do. I'd have to make something before I leave. I'd just cut everything out. I'd stop going to the gym. I'd eat beans and rice and toast. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I just ruthlessly cut everything out of my life that didn't involve creating things. Yeah. And touching your butt. You know? My... (laughs) <laughs> my butt his butt um yeah well you know what's amazing about both of our answers is we can kind of do both of those things like that's kind of our plan anyway yeah right is to create as much as possible get it out as quickly as possible get it to as many people as possible right but we have the um fortune of not dying in a year probably right one hopes yeah all right all right Number 20, what does friendship mean to you? What? I don't really know, man. <laughs> we touched on this in the previous previous episode. There was a question about what was it? What do you value in a friend or what's a, a quality you have to have in a friend? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't have a lot of friends <laughs> uh, because I'm such an, an introvert and I like being alone. And I feel like in most cases, I usually like, read a book or make something then spend time with other people i don't know that's not fair because i do you know i don't refuse opportunities to go hang out with people anyway what does friendship mean i guess it just means i don't know there's so many definitions for it it depends on what you're trying to get out of the friendship and it can be different for each one do you just want someone to divert yourself with do you want someone to confide in do you want someone to challenge you i don't know I think it could be a mix, right? Like friendship to me means having someone I can just, someone that has similar interests, Mm -hmm. but is always a low pressure situation, right? Okay. Like I I want someone who could just like hang out and I don't have to worry about like being a certain way for them. Right. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to be here and I'm going to be Eric and uh, that's why you love me, right? Right. And I love you because you're just sitting there and you're being you. Mm-hmm. We don't have to like, there's no stress. Yeah. Just like, oh, I have friends that I throw baseball with or watch baseball with. I have friends that I make music with. It's just like, whatever. Whatever we're into, it's just like, let's just do it. And there's no pressure. That's the point of hanging out. It doesn't need to be like a big stressful thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All yeah. right. What roles do love and affection play in your life? 
What roles do love and affection play in my life? Um, a big one. I require a lot of love and affection and attention from you. And I don't know why <laughs> exactly, but yeah, it, f- feeling loved is something I think everyone wants mm-hmm. to feel, right? They said that in the episode, one of the episodes of Queer Eye we watched last night, Aww. is that part of the human condition is wanting to, everyone f- needs to be loved right? as much as some people don't come off like that, right? Or say they don't, whatever, I'm not like that. They're all New Yorkers. <laughs> uh, everyone wants to be loved. So, yeah, they play a, a big role. They make me feel safe and comfortable and okay, right? When you squeeze me and scratch my back, mm-hmm. I feel that love and I feel that affection. And it makes me feel like everything's going to be okay somehow. Right. Yeah. To give context, we started watching Queer Eye last night. We were two episodes in. Eric's sister recommended to it recommended it to us and she's recommended other stuff other series to us and we haven't really watched but she was very adamant that she knew we would love it mm. so we were like okay fine let's try it and then the first episode made us both kind of like teary-eyed because mm-hmm. it was about an old man it not was even a, that old it's about a 57 year old man named tom from georgia who uh he desperately needed a glow up <laughs> and he was open to it from the beginning, but he's like, I've never been around gay guys before, but he, but he was totally like open and accepting. Oh, right. The concept of the show is, oh yeah, okay. there's this crew of gay men. Each of them has a specialty. One of them does fashion, interior design, food, food uh, culture, culture. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're missing one. We are. We have hair, four. Hair. Hair and. Just style. Style. Grooming. Yeah. Gro- grooming. Grooming is what he is. So they glow up a straight man. Yes. Yes. I thought it was a fiction show. I thought it was like a drama. Oh, I didn't know it was. Yeah. So you know it's a reboot from. Yes. Okay. Yeah. From the early two thousands. Yeah. So uh, I didn't. Lauren told Lauren my sister my my sister Lauren told me we would love it and it's like deeper than I thought it would be, and it is both episodes. It's like both episodes so far. The two people, the two straight guys, were. They had like different issues they kind of had to overcome. Well, they're both kind of self-confidence in different ways. But all five of these guys who are the hosts of the show are just like these like brazen, loud, outgoing, like super confident guys Mm -hmm. who are just like, look at us. We're glamorous and we're (laughs) shining with confidence, you know, and that it really, you know, really, really works for some people. Right. Being around that. So it, it really touched us truthfully yes yeah how did that come up oh because they were talking about love and affection being a fundamental need for humans right all right i need to answer the question sure (laughs) what uh, what i feel like the question the answers are becoming more and more elusive as we continue yeah because what does it mean i don't know What do you get from my love and affection towards you? I mean, you? in the context of our specific relationship, I think the thing that I value the most is that we make things together and that that love allows us to, it makes our disagreements worthwhile. It makes, it motivates me to work through things rather than to run away. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And 
I don't know. I, I have a history of turbulent relationships and being walled off and having that grounding relationship, I think, is important. I have a history of being in relationships where I ignore that something is kind of wrong. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, every relationship's not perfect. So, like, this this one or two flaw, flaws, like, whatever. Yeah. They don't matter in the long run, right? Because not every relationship's perfect. That's how I felt. And now I'm in a relationship that I don't think has any flaws. Well, that's not true. But it's I mean, like the flaws being... They're, the flaws are positive. They help us in a way. They make us stronger because everything we've, every disagreement we've worked through, every challenge has made us, it's taken us a level deeper. Let me put it this way. There are flaws in our relationship as there always are. That's not how I wanted to phrase it. How I wanted to phrase it is, I don't, there are no flaws of yours that bother me that I'm ignoring. Mm-hmm. Right? In other relationships, <clears throat> yo, you don't get my jokes, whatever. That's just, uh, that's just one little thing. Oh, we don't really you we don't have that many similar interests okay that's fine whatever you know like there's nothing like that that sticks out about you that i'm blatantly just trying to move past right right there's no fundamental incompatibility exactly yeah that's the thing i feel like i suffered from this illusion that you could make any relationship work and i really just think sometimes you're incompatible Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you're bad people for not being in love you know you know Mm -hmm. it's about being honest with yourself right right i mean my you're you're only really my third like real relationship in a way and the relationship before you was like yeah I could have kept it going but at some point I just had to be honest with myself and say I'm not as happy as I should be and here's why and I have to break up in order to achieve that right so I guess love is just that thing that makes challenge worth makes adversity worth overcoming you know it's that glue yep it's that uh it's that amy's mac and cheese that holds the whole thing together (laughs) right right it's the cheese sauce (laughs) we had a we had a frozen mac and cheese dish that uh was very gluey which is what that joke was shall we yep oh god okay alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner share a total of five items on what level do so we want to operate here? Three for one of us and two for the other? I think five each. Oh, five each. On what level? Yeah. Any level? Um, yeah, yeah. Why not? You go first. You're pretty cute. Mm, damn. <laughs> I was going to say that. Actually, I like yeah. your eyeballs. Thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that a step further and say... I sorry if this is a little gross for the listeners. I've never been so wildly attracted to someone, a ever, <laughs> and b especially after years over o- almost three years right. of you being the only person I have sex with. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be honest, and I'm gonna say <laughs> that on the podcast. I've never wanted to have sex with someone for so long. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I figured that that was just a thing that happens in relationships, that it just fizzled out. It just gets old. Yeah. yeah. And I and I ask you this all the time. I'm like, am I ever going to not, like, get butterflies when I look at you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just like looking at you sometimes. I'm I think like, that's you're called, so cute. I think that's called being, a, being meant for each other. Yeah. <laughs> M-F-E-O. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I, I was 
this reminds me of on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, he had Johnny Knoxville on. Johnny Knoxville was talking about this horrible experience he had on Jackass. One time he broke his penis. It's a whole thing. Oh, my God. But the point I'm trying to make is that as he was in the hospital, he was recovering. He's so in love with his wife that after all these years, his wife walked into the hospital room to check on him. And he started getting an erection with a broken penis or really hurt. <laughs> but Dax was like, oh, my God, you got an erection after being married for all that? He's like, yeah, I, we're just really in love. And I I'm just that. always turned on by her. I like to know that that's a possibility. Absolutely, yeah. Because I don't, it hasn't been modeled to me. Turns out your brains want to fuck each other, too. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay, two. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was only one. You're really funny. Uh, I, I might just start piggybacking off of what you say and just kind of flip it. You're like, yeah, I am really funny. I'm like, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. My Yeah, number two is that you find me very funny. I find it <laughs> very attractive. Well, you do. Um, well, yeah. I like feeling... Uh, Validated. Yes. Um, but yeah, you have you have such a great sense of humor and it comes from you being intelligent and we make you... You understand my jokes and you make jokes to me that I've never heard anyone else say. I'm like, huh. That's great. I didn't even think of. I didn't even think of, ma- of making that joke, and I think of making every joke. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Number three. Ooh. Well, we can flip it. I can go for number three. If you I want. like that you're an extrovert. It balances us out. Mm-hmm. And I like that you're an introvert because it balances us out. <laughs> and you know, sometimes I need to. I've, I've needed to learn to sometimes not talk as much. And I think you've sometimes, I think you've learned to talk more and be yourself more around others. <laughs> I've learned to keep myself in a little more. Right. You know. What around four? Uh, you're really goddamn smart. <laughs> and that affects a lot of areas. You, it helps me think, right? You make me think about things I've never thought of or might not think of before. Um, and yeah. And it adds to your humor and it adds to every aspect of your personality. But I just really appreciate that you're smarter than me. That's not true. Which part? You're not, I'm not smarter than you. You absolutely we are smarter different, than me. We have different areas of expertise. I went to I Ithaca say. College. That doesn't matter. Ithaca College is next. I could smell <laughs> Cornell and that's about it. <laughs> okay. You went to Stamford Community College <laughs> in Connecticut. Is that a thing? <laughs> Probably. Stanford? Stamford is a is a town in Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, nice. What are we on? That was number four. That was my fourth one. That to was you. your fourth. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. I like that. In spite of you sometimes being very grumpy, mm-hmm. you always. You're the one who like makes us. Not be angry at, at each other. Does that make sense? I am. I'm. Yeah. So if we'll get in a little fight. I'm very stubborn and I'll just like go into my hole. And in the past, I've like been in relationships where the other person also did. (laughs) So we're just like ignoring each other. But you're the one who always is like, let's talk. Let's Mm -hmm. hug. Let's love each other. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're we're never really, we we don't stay angry at each other ever for more than like five minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm having a memory of Dax and Kristen Bell, who are married, right? Talking about that, how even if they're like mad at each other, annoyed at each other, they'll still be like, just, just come here and just hug me for one minute. Right. You can, you can still not want to talk to me after, but you're coming over here and you're hugging me. Yeah. 
And that's it. I and like that. Apparently, just it works <laughs> like every time. It does. Um, my fifth positive characteristic of you is that you are a damn talented. You're a damn fine musician. Oh, I thought you were going to say chef. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but that that too. But I appreciate your musicality and your musicianship more. You have an amazing voice. Oh. And you learned how to play piano like a pro in one year. Uh, not and, exactly. <laughs> and you're always like, I can't play guitar. And you absolutely can. And what we've learned by making our first, our first original cute threat song together is that you can write songs. Oh. Like... It's tough. It's tough enough to be a musician, I think, right? To like be good at playing an instrument and learning music theory and whatnot. But it's a whole other talent to be able to write something that's catchy. And it's and it's it's weird going into like, oh, we're gonna write original songs together. You're being like, okay, well, I have this catalog catalog of songs. Like, let's work from this. Me being like, oh my god, I hope they're good. Like, <laughs> what if they're not good? Because right. some people just can't put a, a tune together. Like, sections don't go into each other, and they don't flow, and the chords, and like, okay, I guess it makes sense, but, like, it doesn't sound right. Mm-mm. That's, like, most of most people who try to write songs. Mm. And you showed me all, you showed me three songs the first night. We were like, let's just get a feel for how this will work. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're, they all make sense. They're all good. I know you can write lyrics. I know you're, you can write words. But I was like, oh, she can write a tune. That's good. Thank you. That whole thing is just great to me. Yeah. Oh. Well, number five, lay it on me. Come on, oh, come on. Oh man, I feel <laughs> pressure because it's the last one. Well, I don't want to harp on your musicianship because that's an, that's a given. Mm. But you know, I like that you like doing things with me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I think I've said. It. Does that make sense several times already in this episode? Even if you have to force me into it, right? I don't have to. force it's just that we like hanging out like you'll run errands with me we'll go to the grocery store together you'll go to target with me just like little things like that yeah whereas i don't know it's like that stereotype about men that they just like you'll go somewhere and they'll sit on a bench and wait for you to do all the shopping and all of that i spent a lot of time doing things alone in my other relationships i would just do all the errands i'd do the laundry blah blah you just we do things together Mm mm-hmm I think that's a thing that gets overlooked by, ooh, how do I say this? Okay, so my my family is, I don't know who's listening in my family, and I want you all to listen to this episode and the prior one, because they're, they're so telling about us and our relationship. <laughs> um, so I, I hope you're listening, and I, I'm going to offend you at the same time, but my family is so intrusive, and they're so prying. Like every move I make, every step I take, <laughs> they're watching me. It's true. They always and I, I, I'll do it to them. It's got to be some sort of like New Yorker kind of like, hey, I'm watching your life. I'm gonna tell you how I think about your life. Okay, it's just how New Yorkers are, right? Mm-hmm. And I know I do it to them. I do it to people, but it's like they have something to say to everyone in the family about every decision we make in our lives. Where your family is the exact opposite, which is funny, <laughs> but. Um. Yeah. Uh. Oh God damn it! <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Well, I was talking uh, about how we do things together. Right. 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 Okay. So I was on the phone with my dad, and he's like, "You know, I'm kind of worried that you don't have a job right now, and like, you know, you just got to make sure you get out of the house because, you know, you need people, which is true. I do need people. I need to be around people. Um, I'm like a very socialized dog, right? Right. <laughs> 
But part of that is like, well, if a couple who doesn't spend all their time together start spending all their time together, yes, sometimes they could get sick of each other and it's not good. Mm. We already try to do everything together, even like going to the store. I could sit on the couch and watch TV while you're gone, but I choose not to. Right. And vice versa, right? I mean, we spend a lot of time doing different things, like in the same room or... Yeah. In, you know. But that's something that's missed maybe by an older generation or just different couples, right? right. Like that's not our experience. Mm-hmm. I've gotten sick of my ex-girlfriends. Yeah. But, and I'm like, okay, maybe a few years I'll get to start getting sick of Sarah. But like we're in those few years. It's been a few years. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I still want to go do little things with you. And it's different for every relationship. And the reason my intrusive family came up is because that was mentioned to me. <laughs> but which is fine. They're looking out for me. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. No, we did it. Five things. It's already been almost a half an hour again. Oh, nice. Isn't that crazy? Just waxing poetic about how much I love you. I love you. Can you, right. can you sing a I love you and let me harmonize with you? Just sing a I love you note. What? Just sing I love you as a note. I love you. I love you. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Oh, this is so funny. The next question. 23. How close and warm is your family? <laughs> Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? <sighs> My family is extremely close based on <laughs> the last the last thing I just said about them. Okay. We're very close and Sometimes we involve ourselves, one might say too much, into each other's lives. But they're close and we love each other and we're warm. Um, like I said, I've, I come from uh, a blended family. Uh, so my parents got divorced and I had a stepmom and three stepsisters move in. And we did not like each other that much at first. And now we love each other a lot. Um, very close and warm. Uh, I'm close and warm with my mom, too, who is separate from that part of my family, right? Because that's what a divorce is. Um, So I think in both aspects, we're warm and we're close and we all love each other very much. And we talk a lot. Do I feel my childhood was happier than most other people's? That's a tough question to answer. I have no idea what other people's experiences are like. I'd say in some ways, yes, because I, I was raised in... Uh, a wealthier house with a uh, family that loved me and gave me attention um, and supported my dreams. And yeah, so maybe, but I, I, I truly don't know how to answer that part. Right. But I think I had a pretty happy childhood. Okay. Yeah. What about you? How close and warm is my family? Not very, not very. We're close. We, we, are we close? I would say we grew up very close in that we were always together. Emotionally close, no. Warm, I wouldn't say so. How much of that do you think comes from? (laughs) Culture. Culture. As an Asian family. I think a lot of it is culture. My dad was the one working. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So... Spent most of my time with my mom as a little kid and with my mom's family. My mom's family lived a couple of hours away from us, whereas my dad's family all lived in a different state. So very rarely saw them. So I have those those like Filipino values, not a lot of emotional openness. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? No. And I'm just saying that because I was depressed as a child. So, yeah. <laughs> when was the first time you felt depressed? I know this answer, but. I was in first grade. And I just, it's it's like such a stupid memory. But I remember the actual, I remember where I was. I was like going through my video games. I had a couple of Nintendo 64 cartridges and I was going through them. And I just had this very distinct thought that everything that makes me happy now can't always make me happy. And one day this will be in a landfill. This cartridge, this Mario game is going to be in a landfill and <laughs> I'm going to die. You know what I mean? So this brings up two things for me. Yeah. Two two very telling things. One, that you've always been very smart, <laughs> right? And I, <laughs> I'm i not sure how many, uh, how do I say this? What? I don't know how many people of lesser intelligence are capable of being depressed. Hmm. I think it might go with intelligence to some degree. Hmm. Maybe. Just putting it out there, probably sound like an asshole. I get it. I get I get the the depressed and artistic tendencies, you know, yes. or artistic inclinations. Absolutely, that's yeah. such a documented thing. Yeah. The second thing is anyone who thinks depression is just glorified being sad can <laughs> absolutely go fuck themselves because that story is so telling, right? As a first grader, you're not like I think I'm just sad. I want to be sad. Right, because some people think depression is just being like, "Ugh, I'm sad. Give me attention." Sure. And th- and that kind of uh, <laughs> knocks that theory out yeah. of legitimacy. Yeah, it's interesting though. I didn't give it. I I remember having that thought and being sad, but not knowing there was something different about it. And when I f- first remember like giving a name to the way that I felt was later in like eighth eighth grade, I think. Yeah. On Christmas break, did I tell the story on the podcast? Not sure. Christmas break, lying in my room, listening to a J-pop album. (laughs) J-pop, huh? Yeah, and I just got, I was just sad. I was just crying, not knowing why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Next. Okay. Thank you. Next. Next. That was not a good harmony. (laughs) Edit that out. Wow. Okay. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? With your mother. Also, I just want to... I said this to you while we uh, when we took a pee break in between episodes, but I'm taking an, an I'm taking notes. I'm trying to take mental notes. I took some physical notes of things that these questions bring up that I want to make an entire episode out of. So, okay. if there's anything the audience feels like we could get into more, um, definitely don't fret because it might be on the list. And if there's something you're like, wow, I really want to hear more about. I there's some things we might not answer, but like Sarah's college experience at Stanford or like Eric's cancer experience, right into the right into our email and say, hey, I want to hear more about this. We do an episode on it because it's it feels nice knowing. Oh, there's a topic that we know will satisfy. You know, mm-hmm. what is life dude show at gmail dot com. Okay. Yeah. So, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? How do I feel about it? Well, I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> touched on it in the previous question. I think it's just my mom's a very practical person. 
very analytical, very Virgo energy. Lots of Virgo in that chart. So she shows love in practical ways, in very earthy ways, right? So I remember always being cared for, provided for as a child, but there wasn't that emotional closeness, which is a need for me being the way I am, you know, being that depressed little girl. So we've never fought or anything, you know, but it's been challenging in kind of a, a more subtle way. Is that enough? <laughs> it's truly up to you what you feel is enough. Yeah. Um, and since my mom listens to the podcast, I'm just going to say, I love my mommy. <laughs> no. I mean, I know. I do. I do. Um, but the creepy I love my mommy wasn't what I was going for. Um, I feel great about my relationship with my mom. Um, sometimes she can be an overbearing Jewish mother. She knows that about herself. Um, she knows that she's talkative. She's chatty. She sends me seven paragraphs every time she texts me. <laughs> um, that's because she she picks up her phone and she she talks into the screen like moms do. And she goes, well, I was walking down the stairs with my dog. <laughs> and she just says whatever, which is when you tell it like this, it's like a hilarious, great trait. Right. But when you're, <laughs> when you're getting bombarded with texts, it's frustrating. And she knows that. Um, but I, I feel like we're close and she she is she loves music and guitar and piano and she, that's part of the reason I do um and she really loves me and she's support she's always supportive of what I want to do right. she's kind of always been a free spirit in a way so when I want to do unconventional things like oh this girl I met <laughs> two times wants to move to Colorado and move into an apartment with me where I have my the other side of my family saying why don't you think about that a little more which is fine. I always have my mom to say, if you feel what's right in your heart, you should do it, mm -hmm. which I always appreciate. Yeah, I like getting the practical side and also the the validation of like, you do you, man. Right. You know, if you think it's right, do it. Right. Yeah. But it's not even, it's not in like a neglectful sort of like, whatever, doesn't matter way. It's like a very, it's like non-judgmental. It's just like faith that you know what's best for you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's great. 25. We're moving on to set three, the final 12 questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, okay. All right. Make three, three true we statements each. For instance, we're both in this room feeling that, that, that. Interesting. What? Wait, both of us? Things that are both true of us, yeah. Make three true we statements. Oh, each, yeah. Uh, can you go first? I'm kind of, why am I confused by this question? You just have to say three things that are true. Like, we're both vegan. We both like cute dogs. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that your first two? <laughs> we, I'm trying to think of something like interesting. Something deeper? But I can't really, because we've covered a lot of our commonalities. You yeah. Know? Uh, we're both in love with each other. Uh. What? <laughs> Where'd you get that buzzer? What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh. Sorry. We are passionate about making music. And we are going to eat some beans when we're done recording this podcast. Yeah, I'm really hungry. Me too. 
We're both hungry. That's that's, that's my good. second one. Okay. I guess that's technically my third one. Yeah. Is this a, are we? Is this question we, supposed to be deeper than we're making it? I don't it? know. Let, let's, let's, let's continue. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> 26. We technically did it, and that's all that's necessary. Oh, okay. Complete, <laughs> <laughs> complete this sentence. Quote, I wish I had someone with whom I could share. My obsession with weird stuff like astrology. Or, mm. or even just... Um, like self-development topics. Do you know what I mean? Because that's I kind of lump the astrology into that. It's like very woo-woo, the way that other people understand it. But I use it as a tool for understanding my psyche better. Yeah. Although since we've been doing music, I haven't read a single thing about astrology. It's true. You've been listening to music theory podcasts. Yeah, I have. And reading music theory books. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's good because that's an answer where like, <clears throat> like I... I don't shut you down when you talk about it, but I'm not passionate about it like you are. Right. I'm not going to learn anything new about it from you. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, God. What's my answer? I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Uh, I don't know. I feel like mine's like low level and stupid. No, just go go for it. Okay. I wish I had someone with whom I could share my passion for New York, New York Mets baseball. Okay. I would love if I had a good friend out here who, like, once a week would just come over and watch the Mets. Right. Like, you watch the Mets with me. You learn. You care. You're into it. But I wasn't bred you're not to a, love the Mets. Right. You're, you do it because I, I do it, which is great, and I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But you're not, you're not like me. You're not a psycho Mets fan. So I wish I had someone to you right. Know, I'm a share LA Dodgers with. fan. <laughs> what? What? Right, Dad. If you're listening, yeah, that's I'm, it. I'm not. I'm, gonna I'm really not. Yeah, I am going to break up with your dad. <laughs> Can't name a single. I was going to say a single character. Character. <laughs> Can you name a single Dodgers a player? Single player. I feel like you might be able to. No, I really can't. Clayton Kershaw. Uh, no. Cody Bellinger. I, I don't know. Really. I recognize the names, but only because you've said them. Now name a Mets player. Name name three Mets players. I know I know how easily you could do it. <laughs> J D Davis. Yep. Michael Conforto. Yep. Conforto Leone. <laughs> Michael Conforto Leone. Uh, Ahmed Rosario. You named three players. I did not expect you to name. I thought you were gonna say uh, they dropped Ahmed Rosario. Oh God, no. <laughs> I thought you were gonna name the three most pot. I thought you were gonna say Pete Alonso, Jacob Degrom, and Noah Syndergaard. Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, okay, number 27. All right. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what, what, what would be important for him or her to know. Hmm. How do we navigate that? I think the, so the original question, the 36 questions are, I, I don't know, at least the way we've seen it approached online is strangers meet each other and dive straight into this. So I think this is, what what things would you tell someone who didn't know you? You know what I'm finding fascinating about this so far, and this keeps popping up, is that they edit those videos down to 10 minutes. Right. And we've been doing it for an hour and 40 minutes. They give the timestamps, though. Oh, yeah, they yeah, do. They do. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So the first thing I would tell you, right, something important that you need to know is that I need attention. <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke. Right. Sarah always just... <laughs> 
she always just rags on me for needing attention. I love it. It's cute. Uh, but a tr- a true thing that I that you'd need to know, and that might be it. It's like I love affection, and I love being like touched and hey, My I love friends. you. <laughs> oh right, it's a close friend. It's yeah. not a romantic I'm partner. Like, uh, excuse me. Oh, you're like oh yeah that too. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. No, I didn't realize I but I missed the part where it was close friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what would you need to know if you were a close friend, not a romantic partner? Um. Oh God, this is so hard. Uh, I'm gonna say one for you after you say yours. Okay. Uh, I think it's that. I don't know. You go. You go. You you go. You answer first. I, I'm really bad at corresponding on text. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's it's something I need to work on. (laughs) I think some, okay. Mine is sometimes I just don't like doing anything. Right. Some, and that might be like, you can come over, but like, let's watch TV and not do anything. Or that could mean like, I don't want to hang out. Sometimes I I don't want to go anywhere. Okay. Yeah. What's yours for me? I was going to say, you really value dependability. Yeah. Like, you hate when you're trying to make plans with someone and they're not answering. So, basically, the thing that I do. <laughs> no, um, yeah. Isn't that funny? I notice that annoys you. Con- yeah. Or if someone cancels last minute. I don't do that. But Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't cancel last minute. I cancel, like, yeah, not last minute. But I will, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that whole segment of question 27 was me trying to talk. And not being able to get out something coherently. Okay. We're going to move on from that. Well, question number 28 doesn't really apply to us because, I th- again, I think this is geared towards people who have just met. Okay. So it's tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time. Saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. Right. Because earlier there was a surface level one. Yeah. Um, well, I love you. So let's keep going. All right. This whole thing has been what we like about each other. <laughs> Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. <laughs> an embarrassing moment in my life. I have a hard time getting embarrassed. I tend to just own up to things. Right? The re- the reason the reason I don't feel like I embarrass that easily is because I don't like when people get embarrassed and when someone does something embarrassing, I try as hard as I can to make them not feel embarrassed. I try, I try, man, it's fine. Like, I try to ignore when embarrassing things happen to be like, it, it happens to everyone. It doesn't matter. Right. You know? Um, something embarrassing that's happened in my life. I don't know. I feel mostly embarrassed when I'm like not good at something. Like, when I don't do something well that I want to be doing well. Which isn't like... You're like, which isn't often, because I'm fantastic. Because I'm fucking great at things, <laughs> dude. Okay. No, like, things that are generally regarded as embarrassing, like, I've never, like, pooped my pants, you know? Okay. But, like, I don't know. Like, I was riding my bike to my friend's house when I was a kid, and I f- there was, like, a big patch of sand in the road. And I skidded on it. I skid Ow. on it, and I flew off my bike and like gashed my knee open. And I had to like wobble or like hobble to um, my friend's house and be like, uh, "I fell, and now I'm profusely bleeding." Ooh, that was kind of embarrassing. Really? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Wait, embarrassing? That's funny because I wouldn't have found that embarrassing, but. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I. it's a hard emotion for me to pinpoint. Okay. What's yours? I have a very specific story. I don't know if I told you this. I think okay. I have, though. Okay. A couple of years ago, I'm working as a line cook. Or was I a prep cook at the time at this little brunch cafe place? I was on a type of birth control that for some reason was giving me like chronic UTIs. I'd never had them before. I haven't had them since. But I think this very specific birth control, I would get UTIs. So in the middle of my shifts, I just start feeling like I have a UTI coming on. And it's 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 the worst thing that you will ever experience in your life. <laughs> so you haven't had one, right? No, I presume. No. It's I hear it's a lot worse for men. Isn't it less it's, common it's in men too? It's much less common, but more painful. Right. Anyway, so I uh, on my like ten, I walk over to CVS and I pick up some of these like pills that like numb your urethra. <laughs> so I'm like, I just need to get through this shift. Okay, and then I can go get my antibiotics. By this time, I have like a stockpile and I have a bunch of natural remedies too because I'm used to dealing with it. So I'm like, I just need to get through the shift. I just need to numb my urethra. So I go and I take them. The thing about these pills though, they're called azo pills. They, they turn your pee neon orange, just bright neon orange. Okay. So I take it, I chug a bunch of water because you're supposed to flush out your system, right? You're supposed to drink a ton of water to fix a UTI. Okay, go back to my shift. <laughs> Have I told you the story? Uh, you've mentioned the bright orange because something came to mind that I'm sure came to mind last time. Right. Can I just say I'm so glad this doesn't happen to me anymore? Yeah. I don't know how I would... <laughs> yeah, no. So <laughs> I go back to my shift I don't know if it's because the pills upset my stomach or because I drank too much water, but I start to feel violently nauseous. So I run to the bathroom, but it's this, like a single bathroom, so it locks, so there's not multiple stalls. I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm like, I'm going to barf. So I go, I run back into the, the, the back of the restaurant, you know, like behind the swinging door. How do I describe this? <laughs> the ba the not kitchen behind the kitchen where the dishwasher and the prep cook and the walk-in fridge is and I just run to the first available trash can and just barf and barf and barf and I'm like okay I feel okay I'm gonna go to the bathroom now it's still locked I have to barf again so I go out the back door and I just barf like on the ground oh my god by the dumpsters but I have like the pill is digested in my stomach so my barf is bright orange and my mouth is stained bright orange what? and I just barfed everywhere and I have a UTI. I'm in the middle of my shift and I desperately need to go home. And um, yeah, had to explain that to my boss. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> that's a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I'm glad you had a real story Yeah. since I didn't. I'm sure something will come to me, but <laughs> yeah, you definitely told me that. Right. Um, the memory it sparked for me is that one of the chemo drugs I got was very red. Mm -hmm. So when I would pee, it would be bright orange because the red of the drug, the yellow of pee. Mm -hmm. Very orange. Disgusting, disgusting stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Question the 30th. Oh my, this, 
this episode's going to be over an hour too. Really? We can hasten through it. It's been 48 minutes. I don't care. Okay. I mean, as a podcast listener, I like when episodes are long. Uh, when did you last cry in front of another person by yourself? Two separate questions. When's the last time I cried, babe? <laughs> when was the last time you- Watching cr- Queer Eye we last bo- night? We both cried, right? We both- I didn't sob, but- Right. Okay, well, how about- we- Yeah, when was the last time you like had a, like a real deep emotional cry? It was a few days ago. It happens so often for me that it, it's like not an abnormal thing, you mm-hmm. know? You don't freak out when I'm crying. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I recognize you crying like that. So like a few days ago, you went to the room for 10 minutes and cried and you came out and I don't worry about that. Right. right? Cause I, I'm like, okay, well, I know it makes you feel better. I know it's a self-reflective time for you and it's, it's a positive thing. You, sometimes you have to get it out. I don't remember what the it's situation was. It's probably to do with was. the Melvin situation. Yeah. Just stress at, at him not being happy, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Uh, the last time I cried was last night when we were watching Queer Eye. Uh, the last time I sobbed uncontrollably was after we watched Marriage Story. Oh. And I... As the credits the credits were rolling after watching a two hour film about divorce, just had all these memories of being a child of a divorce, and I sobbed into Sarah's shirt for bosom bosom for <laughs> maybe three minutes straight. Right. Yeah. Uh, unable to breathe, hmm. which I've talked about on an earlier episode. Okay, thirty one. We can skip to because it's really? tell your partner something that you like about them. Already. Already. We keep skipping the odds. Uh, what, (laughs) what, if anything is too serious to be joked about? Oh, we're going to have two different answers. I think I just think it's context dependent. It depends on who you're talking to. You know, you're not going to joke about having cancer to someone who's dying of cancer, but sometimes you'll make a joke about how you've had cancer. Do you know what I mean? Right. And yeah, it definitely is context dependent. Right, because as a general rule of thumb, don't make a joke about cancer to someone dying of cancer. But while I had cancer, my friends made fun of me for having cancer, and I thought it was hilarious. And that's context, right? Because I always found it ridiculous that I got cancer. Just because you hear so much about it, you read about it in books and read articles about it and see movies where people have cancer, like 50-50, and you're like, wow, that's crazy. And then it happens to you, and you can't help but feel like, what? That's so stupid. How did that happen? Right? It's like this overwhelming, like, kind of, really? Come on. Come on. So, yeah. So, I've, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think everything, what is life without making fun fun of things that are serious? Right? I would just say don't, generally, shouldn't joke about serious topics that don't relate to you specifically. Right. Right. So I don't know. I make jokes about being depressed. I'm depressed. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I make jokes about being a Jew. Yeah. Because I'm a Jew. The intention matters too. Right. Sometimes people make jokes, but it's kind of clear that they want it to hurt you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. All the jokes I make are purely jokes. Yeah. Right. And I, I tend to make the offensive jokes I make. I tend to make at the expense 
of people who actually say things like that, right? Oh, okay. Like if I pretend to disparage a woman, it's, I mean, if you know me at all, you'll know that I don't disparage women. You mean if you've made a couple jokes that women don't like? Okay. Like. <laughs> okay. She's referencing Michael Bloomberg at the uh, Nevada debate. D- just go go watch it. Tell me how you feel about it. Okay. Insane. Um, but yeah, like at work or something, or something like I've said to Kelby, like if she's trying to like explain something to me, like, yeah, I got it, honey. Right. Because you know how I'm, like I'm making fun of men right. that actually say like, okay, honey, yeah. to women. Right? And your friends. Right. I would never, never do that seriously. Right. Yeah. Uh, so context matters. That's the answer. Yep, yep. Oh, that's a long question. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? And why haven't you told them yet? Ooh. Christ. <sighs> okay. Well, thankfully, there's nothing that I would need to say to you. The only thing I would want to say before I died is just to tell, reiterate to you again how much I love you. Hmm. There's nothing like pressing like that. But with anyone in my life, oh God, I don't know. I feel like I'm really honest with people all the time. Right. And I don't hide things from people. I don't know if I have one. I'm trying to think of everyone in my life, my grandparents, right. my family, my extended family, friends. Like, is do I have a long lost friend? I, mm. I'm you, having trouble as well. Yeah. That is tough. And the problem with doing this on a podcast is that you can't just sit in silence and think about it. Right. We have, we have to fill the gap. Well, yeah, I, well, I think <clears throat> the implication here is that there's a secret that's been not told. Maybe. Yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, I think there are things that I would have asked my dad mm-hmm. before he died. But I can't think of... I think I'm also very honest. Um, <clears throat> you know what this makes me think of? You know, in The Good Place, there's that whole thing with Chidi and the red boots. Yes. Something like that, like like a white lie that would make you feel better, just like coming clean about, right? So what we're referencing is the show, The Good Place. And there's a flashback to the character when he was alive, how he had this friend who had these horrendous red cowboy boots. And he always told his friend that they were great and he loved them so much. Uh, but he was just lying about it the entire time. And he felt so guilty about it that eventually he had to tell him, like, I don't actually like those boots. They suck. They're ugly. Right. <laughs> So I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of something like that. It's like, it would just make you feel better to come out and say it. I got to skip this one. Me too. Maybe I'll come back to it. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. But maybe not. It's, I think it's a good thing that we don't have anything. Yeah. We're saying all the things we want to say to people in our lives. And I just put everything on the internet. You know what I mean? If you Mm -hmm. read my Instagram, it's all out there. So. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Right. All right. 34. These are long. Oh, this this is my worst fear. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones, you're saving your loved ones and pets. You have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? My guitar. 
Mm, which one? Your Martin? My my acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's like one of the most valuable things I own, I think. And my dad gave it to me. Yeah. And it's a nice guitar. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, if you're saving, if you're taking your Martin, then I'm going to leave my Taylor to burn. And I'd probably <laughs> grab my Jaguar. Okay. Um, I, I might grab my computer or my hard drive. Uh, I don't know. Well, I thought that too, but all my stuff is backed up because I'm so obsessively, af- like, I'm afraid of losing my things I've written. And I don't have anything at this moment. I don't have anything that's not already. Well, I guess I do have two songs that aren't posted, but I don't know if it's important enough. I I might grab. Oh, God, what a hard question. Do we actually read the question or do we both just read it to ourselves and then answer it? I read it out loud. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I might grab the Jaguar, my electric guitar, my Fender. Okay. I love it. If you didn't bring your guitar, I'd take my Taylor. Okay. But I'd take the Jag. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 35. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find the most disturbing and why? <sighs> disturbing how? Sad? Like it uh, it disturbs know. my life. There's layers and layers, you know? There really are. Okay, so my paternal grandparents are both 90. They We've talked about death with them. And they've talked about how, you know, when it happens, it happens and it's fine. So I would be least disturbed by, by them for that reason. Right. Most disturbed, maybe my dad. Okay. I'm closest with my dad. Um, at this point, it's kind of hard to explain all the reasons why, you know? Yeah. But all the things that make us close. Uh, yeah, it's hard, but it's hard with either, you know, it's hard with either of my parents. It's hard to envision losing both of them. I I think the reason it's my dad and not my mom, sorry, mom, (laughs) um, is just because like my mom was the one that moved out when I was younger and I spent, I just spent objectively more time with my dad. And you do now too. You talk to him more. Right. I get to see my mom more often, which is great. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's what happens when your parents get divorced. That is what happens, Larry. Um, uh, my sister, cause she's young and that would just be weird. Do you know what I mean? Sure do. I, and we're close and she's just a good person and a nice person. Not that anyone deserves to die, but least of all, my little sister. Yeah. Well, that's upsetting. (laughs) 36. Oh God. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. How you seem to be feeling about the problem you've chosen. Huh. We give each other advice constantly. <laughs> you don't give me advice. I don't? No, you never give me advice. What I have this mean? problem. My partner never gives me advice. Mm, I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Do I not give you advice? No. Really? You don't. I feel like... When we talk about our careers and stuff, I maybe I don't give advice as much as I just try to support you. Right. Which I guess is different. 
Okay, what what's what's a spicy question I can ask you? A spicy prob. Hmm. You want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> I like how we're just ignoring the rules at this point. We're like, I'll, I'll go first. If you don't got something, I'll go first. Um, well, I was having, I'm in talks with two different music studios here, and I'm trying to get some sort of job. And they're they're both like good opportunities and weird opportunities for different reasons. And I've been asking Sarah's advice on that. Right. I don't I don't want to get into it like that. Yeah. You know? But Sarah's advice was kind of you're not committed to either right now. And I'm since I'm having a hard time choosing which one I should pursue. So your advice was kind of pursue both of them. And right. And get as much information as possible. Yeah. Like you want guarantees. Right. I like everything written out. Yeah. Music studio jobs aren't like any other job in the world, you know? Well, maybe they are. But like creative jobs like this, it's like you don't just get like a salary job and there's not always work, right? It's dependent on clients. So um, that's why it's a weird, it's always a weird thing. But you, that's the advice you gave me is pursue both. You're not committed to either. It's okay to pursue both and mm-hmm. see which one feels better down the line. Okay. That's kind of, that was kind of how the question was asked. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any. I feel like all of the problems we've been having lately are not really problems. They're more so, oh, okay, here's here's the thing. What do you think, what do you think I should do with Sarah's Vegan Kitchen? What do I think you should do with Sarah's Vegan Kitchen? Right. So for context for the listeners, I have a YouTube channel. I make vegan cooking videos and it has become less and less fulfilling for me. I'm sure that all the people here are. Or, or most of them. Yeah. Right? Probably. Um, I hate to, to say that too because I don't want to sound like I don't appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. I like being self-employed. I like that I'm connecting with people, but it's it's just not my, what I want to do with my life, you know? Yeah. I I think you should just weasel your way out of it. I think you should just slowly start making videos about things you actually want to make videos of and all the people who only subscribe to you because they want to see vegan recipes might unsubscribe and all the people that love you just for being you will stay right and if people want vegan recipes there are other channels out there sure you know right but what if i don't want to make videos anymore Mm. uh because i think like the alternative to making videos about food is just vlogging mm mm-hmm Right? Yeah. That's really it. Well, it's hard because you like being self-employed, so it's hard to give you advice to say like, oh, well, maybe you could go find like a quote-unquote normal job Mm -hmm. that's in a field you like doing. Sure. You know? Mm -hmm. That might be my advice. It's kind of like find something low pressure until you feel better about it and figure, figure something more lucrative out. You know? Right. Like... We could always joke, oh, go work at Starbucks, you know? Yeah, I could just do freelance, you know, work for brands and not tie it to my public persona. Right. I think about that sometimes or yeah. writing, mm-hmm. writing articles. Flex jobs, baby. Mm-hmm. That's my okay. advice. 
Is that it? That's sure. all. All right, it's 36. Why did I think it was 38? I don't know. You, did you think it was 38 too? No. I thought there were two more. 12, 12, I'm an idiot. We did it. Oh. Did you see the end? What? Congratulations, you've answered all the questions. Now for the hard part. In order to solidify your love, you have to look into your partner's eyes for four minutes in silence. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's hard and you'll squirm, but you'll learn an incredible amount. Good luck. Okay. Let's do it. Um, we're going to pause, take a four-minute break, stare into each other's well, eyes. I really don't want to do it. Really? <laughs> Why not? I don't know. It's kind of freaky, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it freak you out? It does, yeah. It's weird because... I look at you all the time. <laughs> right. Should we do it and then just reflect on it? Sure. Is it too much for you? No, fine, fine, fine. Okay. Do you want to do it from here or should I come to the couch? Let's sit on the floor. Okay. We'll be back in four minutes. Uh, that was weird. It's like a weird, not in like a, not in a bad way. Right. Um, it kind of felt, at first it kind of felt like we were going to, not that we were going to break up. It felt like. What would ha- like what happens when you break up? You kind of mm. just like sit there in silence and like look at each other. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that's the feeling I, I related to it. Interesting. And then that went away in the first few seconds and I was just looking at your face again. But that's like the initial, I was like, this feels like that situation. Hmm. Did you get that at all? No. Interesting. No, not at all. Uh, we kept bursting out into laughter. Yeah. Probably five or six times. Mm-hmm. I, we, your mouth was just quivering and I knew you <laughs> wanted to laugh and then I started laughing right well I became so hyper aware of my mouth noises like my swallowing and like I don't know I'm a loud swallower to begin with right so I knew I knew that yeah you know when you hear a word often like repeated or if you look at a word yeah. for long enough, it stops looking Loose, like a word. Loses all meaning. Yeah, it just looks like symbols. Yeah. That happened to your face. Interesting. I was just like, this is just a pattern of, I don't know. I've never taken so much stock of what your face is composed <laughs> of. You're like, and uh, upon further inspection, I've decided that we are <laughs> over. No, I was like, hmm, her eyes are so symmetrical and her face is. They're not. Really? Mm-mm. Well, whatever. Damn I don't know. It, you're Eric, just, pay you're attention. Just, <laughs> you're just very attractive. I was oh, just the whole time. I was just like, "You're so good looking. This face is so nice." <laughs> and then I was thinking about like looking from eye to eye, and I'm like, "Does she know which eye I'm looking at?" You I was like, thinking that too. You only look at one eye at a time. I was intentionally alternating. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Oh. Yeah, we kept moving closer and further away from each other. Yeah. You would move me. You would move closer, and then like you would kind of get blurry to me, and I'd be like, "Well, and I have to like move back a little." Back above me, bitch. Yeah, that was interesting. Right. Hmm. What else? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to reflect on right away, but I had no clue like how long it had been. Me neither. Yeah. Then the alarm went off, and it was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, what a great uh, couple of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Two hours and ten minutes of podcasting. Wow. Yeah. We've never podcast we've never done this for that long. We uh, went deep. I like that. Me too. I don't I can't imagine doing that with a stranger. Really. It, we sh- we should. Yeah? yeah. Don't fall in love with anyone else. I guess it's to fall in love, right? Damn it, Eric. I guess that's true. <laughs> it would be nice there's they should be like a platonic version. Yeah. You know? I guess you could just take out anything that might be like romantic. The Relentless complimenting of the other person. <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> when I think about doing with a friend, I'm envisioning Jeremy Shackett for some reason. That's the friend I chose. Funny. That's That'd the friend funny. I chose in my mind to do it with. Right. It's hilarious. Um, I'd like to listen to that episode because Jeremy's such a... Um, he's so upbeat and happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And it'd be interesting to see like the deeper, darker things. No. Positivity box? Sure. The second? Um, my positivity box is that... First, I'm stoked on these two episodes. Yeah. I think they're really great for both of us and for the listeners. And I'm going to spread the podcast like I've never spread it before and tell all my friends listen to it, <laughs> which, which I don't often do because the podcast isn't for everyone for the most right. sometimes. Yeah. Right? We talk about shit that some people just don't want to listen to at work or something. I think that episode will interest <clears throat> anyone. It's a great intro to like who we are. Yeah. You know? And I'm excited to take the rest of the night off and like, Ooh. Well, I want to do some music. Okay. Some music. That's fine. Yeah. I want to watch Queer Eye and eat beans though. Yeah. Yeah. I want. Wait, just... are, is beans the, our dinner? Can it be? Do you want something else? I, I was kind of, want, I, I wanted to make some rice. Oh, okay. Do some beans and rice and some veggies. Sure. Okay. What's yours? My positivity box. No, your beans. My beans? <laughs> if you were a bean, what, what bean would you be? That's a tough question. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> a black bean. Yeah. It's boring. Boring? I don't know. But a staple. Yeah, yeah. That's not on the list. Right. Do you have a positivity box? I don't know. Things are fine now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things are good. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of something specific. I'm trying not to talk so much about music because we spent so much of these past two episodes talking about music. That's fine. It's like, yeah, I get, I get the point. Um, but yours is that we're making an original song. Yeah, it feels good. It feels like the first step towards my life changing towards in, a, success. in a big way. I agree with that. I'm excited for everyone listening to this to listen to that. Yeah. I don't know when it's going to come out. No idea yet. Well, speaking of Cute Threat, you can find us um, making music on the interwebs. Search Cute Threat wherever you get your music to hear our covers. Uh, find us on Instagram at the Sarah Sullivan and at the Eric Ames. Rate and review us on pod on podcast. Oh, I really blew that one. Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us get more listeners to the podcast. And if you can support the podcast on our host Anchor, you could do a monthly donation of your choice. Shout out to our currently. Our three current donators, right? Donators. Donors. Su- don- yeah, <laughs> supporters. Uh, Alex May, Kevin Dooley, and Karen Burchett. Yay. And I love you, sweetie. Love you. That was great. Thank you for doing that with me. Okay. <laughs> uh, talk to you next week. Bye.